You are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is the Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that, and like you, right now. So be encouraged. And let your light shine. Did you get the questions? I don't do questions. We do conversations. That's, oh, gosh. So. Did you tell him? Yeah, I said, do you want to have a conversation about this? Like, what do we want to talk about? And he said... Whatever comes out of my mouth. For anyone, whoever, whoever's uh, microphone number two in the future, we'll just we'll give it a quick wipe. Did you hear? Jonathan's growing out his eyebrows to look like a villain. No, Jonathan's sitting here wiping his eyebrows across the microphone. But he's not trying to look like a. (laughs) Don't be gross. I'm like a hot girl. You're a what girl? I'm like a hot girl. No, I'm actually trying to look like uh, Dad. Dennis, what's his name? The guy from Hook. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Dustin Hoffman. But Good old think, Dusty Hoffman. Google his gross. face and hook. And I, then I, tell I, me I that I don't. Google his face. I know what he looks like. That's why I'm saying gross. <laughs> tell me that I don't look. Remind me when you got married 13 years ago? Or is it 14 now? 2009. So how many years is that? It'll be 14, I think, this year. Are those new Crocs? What is. <laughs> Are you wearing Crocs right now? <laughs> they're not. They're like fake Crocs they're for Myers. Like very pink. I don't like bag. wear them anywhere except for tonight because I didn't feel like tying my tennis shoes. I feel like you're in a safe space. Kate and I are both. So I'm like, I'm wearing the pink Crocs that aren't Crocs. Good. Fake. <laughs> they're they're jocks. There's a lot of people very angry at Crocs right now. So oh why? I missed out on I that. I will go there. We're but not are they? They're joybees. 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 That's from Myers. Such a better name than Crocs. <laughs> I actually hate them. Oh. I got them for gardening. It's such a strong like, word. They just make me have mud all over my toes when I wear them. I'm like, well, what's the point of that? Comfort. <laughs> I just go barefoot. I'm not sure they're for gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. It looked like a good idea. <laughs> little lots just little flip them on. Not a fan. Clogs. Yeah, but I feel like. But, but they were wood really back in the day. Click clack, click clack. The Birkenstock clock. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, bring them back. I'm good. I feel like they're on their way. Yeah. I thought they never left. What a terrible word. Clogging. Clogging. Clog. It's like a dance. If you were sleeping and I were in your house, I would trim your eyebrows while you were asleep. I would kill you if I woke up <laughs> and you were trimming my eyebrows. You'd accidentally stab yourself in the eye with my scissors. Okay, he used now, to have a white one that would grow to be like three inches. And I used to pull it out and he used to yell at me that I was pulling out his wisdom. I sent you the questions. There's but no we're going to do. This will all be introed with what? What's love got to do with it? Sing it. How's that go? What's love got to do with You didn't do your part. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. It's Ike. <laughs> Ike Turner. Oh, so then am I... You're Tina. <laughs> am I Tina? Yeah. It's I'm Tina. I'm not the singer. Not really. I don't want to be Ike. Why don't you guys do friend love story, Thelma and Louise. Welcome, Shine Podcast <laughs> listeners. It's Thelma. It's Louise. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> 
Welcome to the month of love. And we are here with our first couple of the year, Mr. and Mrs. Perkins. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome, <laughs> Jonathan and Megan. So glad to have you in the studio tonight. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Beth. <laughs> this is going to be a fantastic evening. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go again. You must not remember the last time. <laughs> For anybody who wants to know more about Jonathan, you can check him out in Season 1, Episode 43. And Megan was Season 3, Episode 8. They share their individual stories, but we have them on tonight talking about love and marriage. Very exciting, <laughs> as are they. Oh, Jonathan and Megan have been married, will be married for 14 years in May. They have three kids, 11, 8, and 6. Six. Six. You're sick, not my children. <laughs> 11, 8, and 6. They are in the thick of parenting and raising kids and marriage for 30-year-olds, moving towards 40-year-olds. I'm there. Are you 40? I'm 40. Oh, my gosh. They're in the thick of midlife. You can just middle. leave it. That's all right. Just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I thought that was great. That was wonderful. 30s, late 30s, early 40s. I'm still in my 30s. Yes. Oh, you married a youngin. Oh, yes. She couldn't resist. Tell us about your love story and how you robbed the cradle, Megan. I lived in Colorado. My sister's friend used to leave me voicemails on my phone to call them back. Jess's hot sister. And it was Jonathan. But <laughs> I was in a relationship with a guy and I just kind of would delete the messages so I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> and then I came out to visit my sister and I met him. And then it was over. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it wasn't really. Yeah. It was over. It was over. Uh, the first time I saw him, it was like a feeling that I had never felt before. It was different. Where were you guys at? Where'd you meet? He picked me up at the airport with Jess and Grant. Were they trying to set you up? No. No, I don't think so. Why did you come to the airport? Took three of you? <laughs> no, we just always hung out together. So <laughs> just what we did. I guess that's true. Yeah. So it was love at first sight for Megan. For How about me. You? Oh yeah, she was she was real cute. She's real cute. Oh gosh. I'm more of a slow burn kind of guy. I was happy in life. I did, I wasn't looking for anything. <laughs> you weren't dating anyone at the time. No, I was single for like five years, six years. Okay. So did you guys start dating? No. I, the other one was cute and kept in contact when you went back to Colorado. See, I flew home and broke up with my boyfriend of six years. Because of Jonathan? Yeah, I would say so. Not just because of him, but it was just kind of like we were together for six years and not a lot had happened. And I don't know, it was just kind of that point in life where you're ready for something different. So I had talked about moving to Ohio previously. So it was just kind of like, I don't want to say it was all for you, but it just kind of all happened. Yeah. He piqued my interest enough. And then we just started talking, playing online poker together. Yes. For money. Don't do it. You'll lose money. <laughs> oh my gosh. Unless you're trying to seduce a woman, then maybe it's worth it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I went out to see him. He was actually in Florida at Harley Davidson School and flew out with Jess, my sister, and we all hung out and just really liked him. And then I ended up moving here. Did it get serious in Florida, like enough where you were like, I'm going to move to Ohio? Yeah, I would say so. I, for say, me. I feel like that was the pivotal moment for me, I feel like. Yeah. And then he came out to visit me once in Colorado and 
then I moved here and he moved home and dated for a couple years. And then he decided that we didn't need to date anymore <laughs> for a little while. And then he came back. Did yeah. you get cold feet? No. I just feel like we're such different people. And I feel like we both have our own sets of issues. I didn't see how it would work long term because we're drastically different. So you thought you guys were too different. So yeah. you said, nope, we're not doing this. I feel like and this is a great conversation. Wasn't it you that said, nope, I was wrong? I changed my mind. She's the one. Well, I would just say, like, I had, I had pretty much written it off for two months. It might have been longer than that. I don't it was know. about three. <laughs> All right, maybe three. <laughs> Who's no. counting, though? I would say, but I was just hanging out in my room, and I was praying, and I just feel like, I understood, like, the entire relationship in, like, literally a second. Everything just became clear. So it was like, this can work, but it has to work like this. So you felt that was, like, divine revelation? Yeah. Drop down from God? Yeah. So I went out and bought an engagement ring and asked her to marry me the next time I saw her, which she's still not happy about to this day, but <laughs> she'll get over it one day. So he just shows up, you haven't seen him for three months, and he well, gets down on his knee and pulls out was, a ring? No, it was the lack of not getting on his knee that I'm upset about. It's fine, just someday, you know, it would be nice. I but mean, it was the middle of winter. It was, oh I, my gosh, like I, people don't propose uh, in the middle of winter. I, I'm pretty sure said, Josh Graham poked. Proposed in the like ten feet of snow. Oh my gosh, it was like a quarter inch of snow. Nah, I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. No, I had asked him a few times if we could just have a talk while we were broken up because I'm in Ohio and I'm like, do I move back home? Like, what's my place? What do I do? He just never really did that. And then he asked if we could talk one night, and we drove around for like twenty minutes, and then he pulled over in the park and was like, I need to ask you something, and. He Did proposed. you know it was coming? When no, you said I had that? no idea. Probably the biggest shock of my life. She thought I was playing a dirty trick on I, him. I thought he was going to tell me to leave his family alone because his mom would take me out to lunch and I was over at Chris and Kate's house all the time. I thought he was going to say, please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shock. So what was the time frame from the engagement to the wedding? Three months. Oh, you weren't messing around. No, if we're going to do this, let's do this. And you guys got married in the backyard of your parents' house? Yep. Beautiful wedding. Just beautiful. <laughs> oh you know, peanut butter and jelly. Very, very, yeah. Oh, yes. We did the peanut butter and jelly. Potluck dinner, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Jonathan got deathly ill. Yep. Was sick for our entire honeymoon. And has since been sick every anniversary we yeah. have. <laughs> it's kind of like our thing. Yeah. And then here we are. Here almost we are. 14 years later. Yep. Three kids. How many houses have you lived in and remodeled? Just three, I think. One apartment. Three houses, one apartment. He's so excited. That's a lot in four years, 14 years. It is. I would say the last like four or five years I've been, I just do nothing. I tell Megan I'm done. So Megan learned how to do things. Done yeah. with <laughs> remodeling houses? Yeah. You know, there's just a time to rest and that time is now. <laughs> the time is now. Yeah. So Megan has pulled hours. out her tools and has become a... Yeah, she's handy woman. A boss she lady. really is. 
She does it all. That's a true story. Yeah, I was impressed when you came over to work on Jaden's room and you brought all these tools with you. and You know me. Old bag of tricks. What is the guy on? Tim Tolman. No, Tol- Ty Taylor. Pennington. Oh, I was going to say Drew Pennington. Scott. Drew Scott. We're <laughs> twin brothers. The tr- twin brothers. Oh, they're so annoying. Oh, sorry. I didn't think they were brothers. They're twins. They look exactly the same. Jonathan and Who Drew. Are you thinking about? <laughs> but I like the idea that you're very, very different, and so different that it caused you some really long-term pause, and then you figured out that that can be okay and that can work. And not only that, but like it was God directed. Yeah. That you were that different, but it can work. Describe your differences. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's complete opposite ends. I feel like everything. Our upbringing was completely different. We both do love steak. At this point in life, yes. Yeah. Eat your meat, people. <laughs> So that's it? That's your different? No, like, no, he's I, adventurous. I, I used to I'm be not. very social, and I, I would never be home, and she was very much a homebody. We would always clash on that. And over time, we've kind of flipped, where she's definitely probably a little bit more social, and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like she's quiet. I'm loud. Was loud. Who's the pastels? It's like a candy or Colors. a band. Pastels and primaries. I don't know what that means. Probably the pastel. Is that like more passive? Where are the colors? Are they like alone, just the two of us? Because I'm the primary. If we're in public, I'm the pastels. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Are you very different people in, in private? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are. Oh, okay. But you just said it. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> Let's paint this picture real quick. So she probably feels very safe with you. Oh, very safe. (laughs) Which is a good thing. Do you feel safe? To a certain extent. I'm starting to question whether you feel safe. (laughs) People. (laughs) Okay, I like that this question is going next because I feel like the idea that you were so different and then felt like it was kind of God-directed that you were supposed to be together and kind of work out your differences So the next question is, what have you each learned about God by being married? Patience. Lots of patience. Golly. Lots. No, you haven't. I've learned patience. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm just saying, listen. Back in the day, I feel like I was very cut and dry with, like, everything. So I feel like working through this, patience. Patience and love. I would agree. I just feel like he's always shown up for us also. When we have struggled just in different circumstances or him being sick, kids being sick, I just feel like he's just always there. So you've experienced God's faithfulness. For sure. Does being married help you realize how much God is patient with you? Yeah, I would say that's like where you go, wow, this is just a small part of it. Like how much patience God probably does have with all of us. And just the, like, the slow burn of growth, like personal growth amongst people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about it in the long run. People grow so slowly. So slow. I mean, in general. I mean, there are moments where we have revelation. There are moments where we have transformation. It's quick. It's like overnight. But for the most part, we transform slowly. So slowly. To think about the patience of God inside of the years and years and years of that. I was thinking about that verse yesterday. It's even in the song that we sing. We go from glory to glory and we're being transformed from glory to glory. And the idea that every day we're taken to new places or new 
steps in glory. We're never the same or we're constantly being transformed. I mean, like that that's what our faith teaches us. But that I'm, sometimes I'm like, how minuscule is that? <laughs> like how minuscule of like another like little tiny like of glory. But it's so slow. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. So you've mentioned God just being faithful through all your struggles. I think sometimes it's easy for people to look at other couples or marriages and think, man, they just have it all together and they look like they're two peas in a pot and they don't have any problems. But we all know that's not true. I think it's good to hear from people that have worked through some struggles and hear how they come out on the other side. So can you guys share with us something that you guys have struggled with in your marriage and how you worked through it? And definitely share your worst argument ever. I would say, is that our funny story? I hope it is. (laughs) Is that one of the questions? I added it. I mean, I think for me personally, it's been the differences. You know, I was raised in a divorced home by a single mother that was a powerhouse and opposite woman from his mom who is amazing also. And so I think when we first got married, Boss B. I was Boss B, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was in school full time. I made the income for the family. But there were also expectations that I do duties that a wife does. And part of me was like waving my hand up in the air saying like, this doesn't seem quite equal. I feel like it took us a long time to kind of navigate that. And it's still hard sometimes. So duties as in who's in charge of the yeah, I feel house, like just the chores and the things around the house. Yeah. Because you were modeled by a mom, very traditional roles. Yeah. Growing up with your mom and dad. But we also need to like take into account she was viewing it that way. So you were trying to keep up with, in your head, expectations? When we were first married, I knew that there were these traditional roles. But I was like, hey, why am I doing half of these roles, but I'm still having to do all these other roles too? And so... That was really hard for me. And I view it differently. (laughs) (laughs) Where I didn't care about money. I didn't care about when the dishes were done. I didn't care about any of that. It was never me going like, hey, why aren't my clothes not washed? It was her going like, hey, this is how I think life should be. But she thought that I was kind of imposing my ideas. It was just like, I didn't care about any of these things at the time. But she thought that, like, a dish in the sink needed to be washed. And I was going, hey, I've been a bachelor for the last six years. I don't care about a dirty dish in the sink. And not all of what she's saying is wrong. (laughs) She was the breadwinner. And I'm sure there was expectations, probably not unreasonable ones placed upon her. But I would say, at the same time, there's expectations for herself. We're very different people. (laughs) So how did you work through that? Time. I was going to say. It pretty, I think it pretty much just was time. I feel like we're completely different people, but I feel like that has also blessed us in more ways than one because one of us is super gnarly over here and the other one brings them down quite a bit. And I feel like there's multiple things like that where we kind of just even each other out. Yeah. That's I good. Know. I feel like God does that a lot in marriages. People are so different, but then it works out really well because you have to have that. And also, I feel like in the past when we've done marriage counseling, it's that. Please talk about your expectations in every single area, even if it sounds completely ridiculous, because oftentimes our expectations are not spoken. 
their mental expectations. And then it becomes, you know, that festering little like frustrating thing. I feel like that's probably our other biggest issue is just navigating expectations of each other and what's an actual want or what's a need and loving each other in the way that I feel loved. I feel like for the longest time I loved him in the way that I like to be loved. So I would write him notes and I would do all these things and like he could have cared less about that. <laughs> Is your love language words of affirmation? Yeah. I feel through like- and through. And guess what she doesn't get? <laughs> Jonathan David. I'm horrible at that, but I work on it. Um, What's your love language? I feel like they've changed over time. What did you start out with? Oh. You used to say acts of service. Acts of service. Which might bring back the roles thing and why I felt so pressured. But that's <laughs> fine. It's good. I like that, like, at least that you can put those two things together. <laughs> Understanding the love language and where the expectations are coming from. Like the love language speaking into, oh, she did this. Sorry, go ahead. You think yours have shifted? Yeah. With kids, work. Yeah, I feel like. Where would you say you land right now? I don't even know what they are. What are they? Touch. I would say one's gifts. physical touch. I could care less time, about gifts. Quality time. Quality time is nice. Acts of service and words of affirmation. Physical touch. and. Are we going to talk about sex? Oh, if you want to, we can take it there. I love sex. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting Tim Ross now. So does, so does she. I also she- love sex. <laughs> this is where we disagree. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I love sex. It's great. It's my favorite when I am ready to do it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But like one more reason to continue to talk about expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So you just let time mellow you out? Or did you have to I mean, really I like, think, sit down and work on no, it together? I mean, here's the deal. I think, I think there's been so many I think, changes. I was going to say, I think time has just been friendly to us. I feel like our first two years of marriage were our toughest. Horrible. Yeah. That's where the fight that Kate's so excited about happened. I am. <laughs> Do tell. What were we fighting about? Does it even matter? It was, we had just found out I was pregnant with Saul, so there are also like a good amount of hormones flowing. Raging. Raging hormones. But. I was working, I was going to school. You were looking for a job because you had asked me to do a resume for you. And I think that was it. My family was in town visiting and you had asked me if I had done your resume. <laughs> people, people, listen. This, listen. This was her job was, was to find people I, jobs and help them with their resumes. It's true. So me, I am horrible <laughs> at school, horrible at writing, horrible at everything. And I have a wife that this is her profession and she looks at me and says, no, do it yourself. You don't even remember what it was about and you're giving me dialogue right now. (laughs) Anyways, we start fighting. I'm cutting up a 10 pound bag of potatoes, dicing them into very small things because we were probably cooking out at your house or something. I don't know. And I was just ignoring him. Don't ignore me. You were seething. Yeah, something. And he came over, he took his whole arm and threw all my diced potatoes all over, <laughs> all over, all the, over floor. the kitchen. <laughs> and so he started to walk away and I grabbed a 12 pack of Code Red Mountain Dew and threw it at him. <laughs> and I turned around and I picked up a can of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Exploded from the box? Well, no. a can came out of the box. Yeah, a can. Like, yeah. It kind of like spilled out. Yeah. yeah. So I picked up a can and I said, all right. And I took the can and I threw it at the floor as hard as I could 
looking for this glorious red explosion all over the kitchen that she would have to clean up. And it just goes, dink, 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 just bounces across the floor. So I look at her in a fit of rage, and I pick up her grandmother's dining room chair. I'm going to smash this thing into a million pieces. And I throw it at the ground as hard as I can. And it goes, dink, dink, dink. And it just, it was a horrible moment. Best fight. I will never buy linoleum floors again. No. No. It was the linoleum. And then he took a Jeep. Oh, my he had gosh. Just bought. I forgot that was probably it. also what we were fighting about, the Jeep. Yeah. I bought her a car, people, and yeah. she was angry that I bought her a wonderful car. I like cars. I wanted to pick it out. It's fine. Yeah. We're different people. We're different people. We took the Jeep. I said, I'm going to call the police on you. You stole my car. <laughs> And then he slept at Hope's story. I would say, I think, I think that's the only night that we have not slept under the same roof because we were angry. I love sharing a fight story because I just feel like it makes us all very human. We just always see like <laughs> that really nice, happy parts of us all the time. We're like, hey, smile. I also like that in the midst of the fight, you're learning each other's triggers. Like Jonathan was just saying, don't ignore me. So you start this fight and like you ignore him, you know? <laughs> And so Jonathan's triggered. I'm a, Ooh, I'm a one-upper. Goes. You say you're a one-upper, but... When like, I'm angry. I just never get angry anymore. See, he's chill until he's not. Yeah, also then, then I'm a, to know how you get angry. I haven't been angry in years, so no. He's just scared, everyone. Come save him. <laughs> save me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a sign of maturity, though. Controlling your anger? Uh, yeah. Chilling over time. Chill out. How has it been parenting with such different upbringings and finding a style that fits you guys as a couple and not based on how you grew up? I feel like when we dated, we had lots of talks about discipline. He is, again, like more traditional in that regard. I don't know that I actually had an opinion other than... We're not disciplining our children. Beat? No, that's not it. I was just beat as a kid. So I feel like that was a very hard thing for me to... Separate. Yeah. Discipline from I was abuse. Saying, I was always disciplined out of anger and it was not a great situation. So that was really hard for me. I feel like we found a decent rhythm. I'm a little lenient. You're a little lenient on how we feel things should be. Yeah. I feel like it's worked out okay. And I've almost, the last probably year or so, just watched us. And I feel like we'll go in waves. Like, he'll be struggling with the kids and he'll not have patience. And I feel like I pick up and I give extra patience and extra love. And I feel like we do this nice little, like, balancing act. Yeah. That's also worked out really well. Don't catch us on a bad day. Oh, on the bad days. I'm like, sorry, children. We're both here. (laughs) Get ready. We're both showing up today, kids. Daddy's scared and so are you. (laughs) See? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sometimes that's really hard for women to let dads be the disciplinarians. But when you hear about the statistics of kids growing up without a father in the house, it's staggering. I mean, every single bad statistic, it's like if there was not a father in the house, those kids have much higher chances of experiencing dropout you know teenage pregnancy jail drug abuse the list goes on and on and on so it's good it's good to have a dad in the house Mm -hmm. that's a disciplinarian but it can be a struggle when you're not on the same page or you have to i think sometimes people are here and they both need to come into the middle a little bit they have very extreme discipline ideas coming in to the middle 
So tell us how you think each other are shining. I mean, her role right now is mostly mother, and I think she's doing a great job of that. I mean, we have three very well-adjusted children, happy, and she keeps everyone where they need to be. That's a lot. Say, I'm happy. Kudos on that, too. I think she's shining in all the places that she puts herself right now. Expand on that. You said she's shining everywhere she puts herself. What's that look like? Oh, I just, I mean, I watch her around, you know, the people at school. I show up to these events and I'm like, just get me through this, you know, half the time. And she's out there chatting away with people. And she, I'm going to say, like, she's not, wasn't the most social person, but now she's like Miss Social Bee. Bees all over the place. Bees all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yes. Social Bee, Boss Bee. Boss Bee. Mega Bee. Mega Bee. <laughs> oh my gosh, get out of here. Yeah, no, I, I feel like she's doing fantastic. Oh, thanks, bud. We haven't talked about her creative flair. Yeah, she wears all sorts of pendants and stuff. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's really into the robes. It must have been from her short stint at Home Depot where they had all the flair that they would pin to their aprons. Ooh, I did work it's, at Home Depot. One of followed, my favorite jobs. followed her through all these yes. years later. Yeah. I should get an apron. I'm going to get an apron, and then I want, like, oh. monthly badges from you. I could do that. That's fine. Yeah. Good job, sport. <laughs> Keep on trucking. Well, she creates awesome things. I feel like Jonathan's always kind of shined. He's just like one of a kind. That's a nice way to put it. I, like I that. genuinely feel this way. I like it. I feel like people love you everywhere we go. People just want to be your buddy, and you'd be a good buddy to have. I think you're an incredible boss. I try to get you to not go to work all the time and you go you think i'm an incredible boss mm -hmm. do you i do like would you let me be your boss oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> are we talking about this right now i mean we could <laughs> i'm making my way through the book the making of biblical womanhood is it about having a boss sure is is it I we needed to we have we're not gonna get into that right now but i think your guys appreciate you you always show up for them you treat them well and I think you're an amazing husband. You're very patient, very loving. I think you're an incredible dad. You're very wise. You get the kids to talk. You do all the things that I don't do with them. And I appreciate that so much. So I just feel like you're just a little shine, shine guy wherever you go. Shine guy. Yeah, you're like a little light, walking lighthouse. Yeah, a little sh shine guy. Shine guy. So what advice do you guys have for couples who are in the thick of parenting activities? What's your advice for keeping your marriage healthy? Like advice that we're not doing but should be doing? Sure. No, what are no, you doing you, that's what healthy? Are you doing? That's good. That has worked. I would say one of the biggest things is that life is hard and don't make your spouse your enemy. Because I feel like it's real easy to get hung up on life and place it all on your spouse. Don't make him your whipping boy or girl. Yeah. Got any advice over there? You had boss. I don't know. Oh, I think it's so important, which we're really, really bad about this, but like to still date your spouse and to still like remember and cherish all the reasons that you fell in love with them in the first place. Even though sometimes those things change. But I feel like I love you for all those reasons and I love you for a whole slew of new reasons, you know, that I never knew were coming. And I think, again, we're not great, but communication is also, I feel like you just got to talk. 
Yeah, make time. And I feel like very careful with offense and be very careful with expectation. <laughs> be careful with offense? Yeah. I feel like it's very easy. To, I mean, I do. You say things sometimes. I'm like, oh, put that in my back pocket for the next time we're fighting. And I'm going to use that <laughs> against you. And yeah. I just forgive and forget. No, these are all things that I feel like they need to be worked on. There are things, if there is any resentment, it just needs to go. Because it's hindering all the things. It's hindering progress. Yeah. And Chris's sermon last week was talking about burning resentment, that type of anger that Jesus is like, let it go. Let it go. What's your favorite date night? Oh, I feel like since the kids have been in school, it's more like date lunches. Like yeah. Mondays we have. I, I don't work Mondays and the kids are in school. So we usually have like... I consider them date lunches. I don't know if you do or not. I don't. We've never really like established it. No, I don't. But like, I feel like it's. I feel like it's a nice little, little date. You don't consider it. I consider it nice time with you. Oh, okay. But no, it's not like a planned event where we're going out and we're. No, but it's just. I just appreciate the two it and us. I love it so much. Yeah. Megan, what's your favorite date night? Oh, I mean, I'll do anything. I am happy doing honestly, usually whatever with him, as long as it's not dangerous or. We just go out to eat. We that's, go out to that's eat. That's how we do. I say, we, we used to go to the Sheridan in Cuyahoga Falls. It sits like right on the little river right there. We used to go for our anniversary every year. That's one of my favorite spots. I just like hanging out with them. That's a good sign after 14 years. I would say, I feel like, I don't remember if Chuck told us or told somebody else, but Chuck said, you guys always seem so in love. And like, I remember that. I'm so thankful that like I genuinely still like me after still all these love years. you and like you and I'm attracted to you and I feel like we might not have this like perfect relationship but we navigate life pretty well and stay pretty happy and content for the most part. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time tonight getting a babysitter. Thanks for coming in and thanks for sharing your story. It's going to be a great one. It will be because yeah. your sister's amazing. Editing. It all comes down to editing. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you tune. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, gosh. Oh, we've got the video. <laughs> <laughs> Put your eyebrows away. Yeah. Make Listen, sure. Doesn't that count for something? What? Long eyebrows? Yeah. Like, I love him and I'm still attracted to him. You know, you were saying 14 years later, but then what happens when the eyebrows start? She still Blowing. loves me. Listen, I, I fell in love with Thel. The first time I met him, he just had a bang. It was a hunk of hair just right in the front of his head. You have the bang. You shaved your head except for that, like, yeah. circling there. Yeah, right and here. I was like, that's the most handsome man I've blonde. ever seen, yeah. you know? So yeah, it's just like we're going up from here. <laughs> I have a full head of hair now. <laughs> yeah, full head of hair, yeah. full eyebrows. Maybe they'll connect. I don't know. Maybe they already do. Ooh, I'm going to go a little Frida. Mm. All right. <laughs> Make sure you tune in next week for another special couple. Oh. Who is it? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>